Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com purpose. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York, formulated with chili pepper. Lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and coco zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Hi, I'm going to be on the road uh, for a little bit. July 6th through 8th, I'll be at Comedy Works downtown in Denver, Colorado. Uh, September 15th, I'll be at River City Casino in St. Louis, Missouri. September 16th, the Pantages Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then September 29th, I'll be at the Newmark Theater in Portland. And then September 30th, I'll be at the a, 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 a casino in Washington. I don't want to mess up the name, but you can see it on my website, NicoleBuyerWasTaken.com, and that's where you can get tickets. Okay, November 4th, I'm at a theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm at a, another casino on November 9th and Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. And then November 11th, oh baby, I'm going to be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. And you can get your tickets at NicoleBuyerWasTaken.com. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, is exploring love and relationships. Uh, it used to be why I was single, but listen, I've done the podcast for too long and can't figure it out. Okay, my guest today is a hilarious comedian, actor, and ex-Vine star who you know from American Vandal, House Party, and Snowfall. He stars in the new movie, The Blackening, now playing in theaters. I'm thrilled he's here in the studio with me today. It's Melvin Gregg. Hello. That was amazing. I can't follow that up. Um, Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Okay, this is our Juneteenth episode. It's oh, not perfect. Juneteenth today. It's not. No, today is 
May 16th. 16th. Well, mm-hmm. it's a month before Juneteenth. Yeah. How are you celebrating Juneteenth? Going to the movies to see the blackening. There we go. Yeah. And that is called what? Promotion. Promotion. That's it is. very good. And it's also called The Truth. Okay. <laughs> have you seen the movie? I have a few times. How many times? Two. Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm planning to see it like three, four more times before okay. the actual release date. So Okay. Yeah. I love this. Just to make sure that your performance is like Nah, that was the first that was the first time. But after that I could just sit back and enjoy it. And it's the type of movie where it's is like you could rewatch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is very rewatchable. But it's also great to see the different reactions from the audiences and see what they laugh at and you know. Okay. I do love that. Um, so are you dating? Are you single? Are you married? Who's to say? I'm engaged. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did you meet your betrothed? <laughs> uh, on a set, she was doing, she was helping with wardrobe and I was doing a, a student film. I was an extra in a oh. student film. Yeah. Okay. So she's like fitting costumes and you were like, you fit me. It was a student film, so it wasn't even a fitting. It was like, lay out the stuff you brought. All right, cool, that'll work. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that was it. And I was just kind of hypnotized the whole time. And then how many years ago was that? It was 2011. I can't do math. Why would I'm not a mathematician. How long is that? 12 years. That's a long time. Is that right? Don't. I don't know. I told you I'm not a mathematician (laughs) nor a scientist. But 2011, that's like a nice good time. So when did you get engaged? Two years ago. Okay, that math I can do. That's 2021. Yeah, that was 2021. Yeah. So we uh, we didn't date as soon as we met. Mm -hmm. And when we did date, we would date and then, you know, take a break, date. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Find ourselves throughout the time because we were both young. We had to grow into the perfect place where we met in the middle. Um, And we did that. And we had a kid. Uh-huh. We got engaged, and the reason we've been engaged for two years is because uh, we planned. We got engaged on Mother's Day two years mm-hmm. ago. It's almost an anniversary, um, and then we were planning to have our second kid in that November. So it had been a lot to rush the wedding between mm-hmm. November and May. Um, so we didn't, and then she was pregnant, <laughs> so that had to happen. <laughs> and then um, now she's, you know, we're getting to a, back to a place of normalcy. You know, my youngest son is nine months, and he's oh my God. You know, moving around a little bit more. How so. old is the oldest? Three. He turned three yesterday. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So two kids. How do you find time for romance? No, I'm kidding. Two kids <laughs> is a lot. Like, it is. Like a three-year-old and then a nine-month-old. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever feel overwhelmed? Yeah, a lot. Uh, my fiance is good with it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, she'll calm me down. But, yeah, I get overwhelmed easily. Not too much with the kids, but just, like, everything outside of the kids. And then mm-hmm. sometimes the kids would be, like, that little um, cherry on the top or, you know, that that hay that broke the wagon. But, uh, no, nah, it's, it's never bad. It's just mm-hmm. kind of, I need a minute. Fair. I was a nanny for a long time, and a lot of times I was like, I need a minute. Yeah. These are not my children, <laughs> but, like, I have to keep them alive and be nice to them. Mm-hmm. This one little white baby that I took care of— uh, I loved him so much. I had him from like, I may have told this story before. I don't know. But I had him from like birth to about two and a half. And my favorite thing to do is take him to Whole Foods and then pretend to be on the phone and be like, I don't know why we adopted a white baby. Nobody (laughs) thinks he's mine. And then all of a sudden people would like smile at me. (laughs) 
to like try to make me feel better about yeah. my situation that I have made up. And then I would like leave the Whole Foods and be like, that was so funny, wasn't it? And he was a baby, so he didn't answer me. But you have to find the fun with the child. At least that's what I think. I guess. If that was my child, I would have been a little off put, like, you know. How would you know? If I heard about it, like, through the grapevine, like, yo, I seen your nanny in the, in the store, and she was tripping out over adopting a white baby, and, you know, I would have been like, what the? Yeah. Uh, her friends didn't know me. It was never <laughs> going to come recognized back the to kid. Me. Is that Connor? <laughs> Who, who's you the black lady he's with? You got to pull the little thing down so they can't see. They only see the little feet. Oh, got you, got you. The yeah. little white feet. Uh-huh, just little got toes you, popping you. out. <laughs> Um, so do you think you're going to have, like, more kids? Is that too nah, personal? No, nah, I'm done. I'm okay. done. Yeah. Two and done. Two's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So who asked who out when you started dating your fiancé? It was me. Okay. It was me. Yeah. And how did you do it? So uh, I took a, a approach that I, I, I didn't typically take at the time. I, I took the nice route. I was like, hey, uh, would you want to go out for coffee? I didn't drink coffee. It was just seemed like a—I was new to L.A. I had just moved here from Virginia. It sounded like an L.A. type thing to do. Uh-huh. Um, and she said, you know, uh, I'm sorry, but I have a boyfriend. I was like, oh, cool. I respect that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just left it there. But then I tap in, you know, every uh, month or so, a couple months, you know, to oh. check on how she's doing and, you know, see how things were going. And... Okay. So then she finally said, I'll get coffee with you? No, nah, I don't think we did coffee. I think she, uh, I think I reached out to her and mm-hmm. was like, so I was doing like promo modeling stuff at the time where mm-hmm. it's not modeling at all. You're just an extra person for a greater cause, like either walking <laughs> around <laughs> handing out Sprite samples or, so uh, this one particular job, it was, uh, it was for Nivea's PDA day. Okay. So they had a thing at the Grove where, um, it was like set up for couples to just have different events, um, different mm-hmm. things to do. And Neo was performing. And um, they wanted to hire people to pose as couples. So they had the people posing as couples, uh-huh. to, I guess, kind of get the thing going. And then they also uh, hired people to like hand out stuff. And I hit her and I was like, yo, if you want to do this uh, job, we could hand out stuff or we could pretend to be a couple and we just hang out the whole day and you uh-huh. pay. She was like, oh, cool, I'll do that. So, yeah, that was our first time hanging out. Wait a minute. Yeah, it was so kind of like a cheat code. Like, let's hang out all day and pretend to be a couple. Mm-hmm. That's literally fake it till you make it to the yeah. fucking extreme. That's fucking wild. What a treat. I would yeah. love if someone was like, just pretend to be a couple with me and be like, okay. Yeah, it's part of the reason I feel like I opened myself up to like really fall for it because I never like held hands and I wasn't a PDA affectionate type uh-huh. guy. So I kind of had to do it because it was my job. It was like acting. So it kind of just opened me up to be affectionate in a sense. You know? That's fucking wild. I wish that was available for every person. Just right. like a first date. Like you just have to <laughs> pretend to be a couple and see yeah. if you like it. And then you liked it. So it might be a business there. Maybe. Yeah. Nicole's couple day. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so then, from then on, was it like you guys were just like, let's do nah, this? No, nah, it wasn't. This woman really made you work. Yeah, she I really, love her. She, she made me work. Um, I think I needed it though, because if I didn't have to work for it, I don't think I would have been as enthralled as I was. Maybe I um, need to be interviewing her because I don't know how to make people work for anything. The minute someone shows interest in me, I'm like, okay, I'm yours forever. <laughs> and I think I gotta bring some mystery or like, I don't know, make people make an effort. Yeah. 
So did you she ever? She said it wasn't intentional though. She said it wasn't intentional. Nah, I was the rebound, so she she had other things occupying her mind, so it was kind of easier to push me off. <gasps> yeah. So I have to get into a relationship, mm. break up with that person, catch get a rebound. So I'm like, oh my god, I can't even right now. Yeah. Well, how do I get into the relationship to be like, I can't even right now? You know what? Just get into the relationship. If it works out, boom, you got it. If it doesn't, then you got a backup plan. Melvin, do you have any friends? Do you have I any do. single friends? Do I? I'm getting to the point in my life where all my single friends, I have a few. Okay. A lot of my friends are getting engaged and oh. getting in relationships. Yeah, I think same. I'm getting to that age and those are the people I'm attracting. Yeah, same. Most of my friends are married with kids and yeah. uh, it's you wanna, devastating. You want good, com- good company. You're going to attract that energy. It's pretty, I, how am I, I don't think I'm attracting the energy of any yeah, single it, people. It, it'll, it'll happen. You got to be patient. That's what people keep saying, and I don't want to be patient anymore. I want to get dicked down. Melvin, I'm horny today. You, you don't have to find a boyfriend to get dicked down. I know. It's like apples and oranges. Well, here's the thing. The apples are just getting dicked down by any old person. I've been there. I've done that. You're tired I'm, of being an apple. I want to be an orange. orange. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Um, yeah, you just got to be patient because you don't want to rush. You know what I mean? You don't want to be an apple that put on an orange pill and no. pretend to be an orange. But then it doesn't last because as soon as somebody bite into that orange or peel back the pillin, they see, oh, and this is like, an apple. And they'll be like, this is an apple. I don't fucking yeah, want this. Yeah, I don't want this fucking Why apple. did Gelson's do this? Yeah. You know, I want to be an orange where someone peels me back and they go, oh. Oh, yeah. It's like a nice little citrus, nice. juicy orange. You peel yes. back each little layer. And, yeah. <sighs> Melvin, that's what I want. It sucks. So, wait, have you ever done apps? Apps? Nah, nah. You've was, never done the apps? I guess I've done Instagram. Instagram um, is, well, the, what, the, the, the what? <sighs> So you slide no, into people's never DMs and shit? At one point. So I was Instagram famous early, so okay. I kind of had an advantage. You know, I had like a million followers and I was verified in like 2015-ish. Mm-hmm. So that was like a that was like having, I don't know what the term would be on Tinder, but it was kind of like a check. Like, you know what I mean? It made it a little yeah. easier for me. So were you sliding into DMs or were people sliding into your DMs? Both. Both. Boy, oh boy. It sounds like you've had it easy. Nah, you know, that was, you know, I... I went through whole decades before there was Instagram. So, <laughs> wait, when you know, was your I first left, relationship? The, the one that I'm in now. That's your very first one. Yeah. You didn't date nobody in high school or whatever. Mm-mm. Really? I, I guess date is kind of relative. Um, oh, okay. This is no, the first. Could, no, 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 no. Could, that was my first commitment re- relationship where mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm your boyfriend. You're my girlfriend. I love you. Like, I never did any of that stuff. Oh. Yeah. Anything else was just. Did dick you down stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I've never been in like a committed relationship where like someone was like, I love you and I believed them. Mm. And that's devastating. It's so sad. Well, once you have it, you know it's real because you know what to compare it to. Melvin, you're right. You're in a great you're in a great place. It's all perspective. It is all perspective. <laughs> so when you were single and like younger or whatever. Would you consider yourself a player? Uh, I wouldn't consider myself a player because I feel like a player is kind of um, it's like you're you're lying to somebody. You're kind of mm-hmm. misleading people in a, in a way. I wouldn't say misleading, but uh, can't think of the, the the word I'm trying to think of. But 
I wasn't deceiving anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was never, I never, I was You were just having a nice time. I was having a nice time, but everybody who I was, you know, having a nice time with knew what the situation was. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the type to like tell you I love you or, you know, talk about the stars and my ambitions and ask you about yours if I didn't have intentions, (laughs) you know what I mean, excuse me, if I didn't have intentions of taking it to that place, Uh you know? I didn't put on an orange peel and pretend I was an orange (laughs) when I was really an apple. I like that. I... I think that's interesting. Like, I don't really talk about the future or, like, intentions with people unless I'm like, oh, I think uh, something might be a brewing here. Right. But every time it a brewing, the men go, I don't like you. Anyway, so Melvin, some of you, <laughs> some of the odd jobs that you had in L.A. when you first moved here was you worked at Victoria's Secret, mm. passed out drinks in front of 7-Eleven, and then some scams. <laughs> the last one is what I'm the most interested in. Melvin. What scams you be running? No, it wasn't it wasn't really a scam. And the guy who I worked for happened to be my realtor who got me my production studio when I had it. And also the house that I live in now. He became a realtor. But um so basically it was like it was like a hair salon promotion, right? Okay. So we would go to different campuses and we would find the most um I don't want to say vulnerable, but we had Target, <laughs> a Target demo uh-huh, of like sure. young, I don't want to say young girls, it sounds bad, like freshmen, college okay, freshmen. Yes. Uh, with new credit cards or whatever the situation would be. But everything was consensual. So uh-huh. um, we will find them and we'll be like, hey, we're here representing um, th- this company and we're uh-huh. looking for 10 models to be um, models for all of these different high end, you know, Beverly Hills hair salons. And we'll have a list of all of the hair salons. Mm-hmm. It was like with this promotion, you'll basically be, you know, walking advertisement for these um, salons and what they would do for you. You can get this, you can get these highlights, low lights, scalp massages, trims, colors, all of this stuff for your uh-huh. hair for $99. You only, $99, and you don't even have to pay it up front. You just pay five increments of $20 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, so you sign up, be $20 a month, but you can get all of these things that's value, you know, up to, you know, $5,000, $10,000. Okay. Um, so, they like, oh, that's, that's tight. So, basically, what they would do, they'll sign up. This was so long ago that we had to, like, they had the carbon, the carbon paper, so yeah. you'll have to, like, put the card under it. And then, yeah. And scrape it to get the card information, uh-huh. get them to sign up. And, um, you know, they just charge them $20 a month. But the thing was, the catch was, it wasn't a scam, but the catch was after the five months, it will continue to bill you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of, like, researchers show that a lot of charges under a certain amount, people forget about them. I know mm-hmm. I do. So that $20 a month will just continue to bill, 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 bill until they realize it. So you pay way more than that. And mm-hmm. a lot of the salons on an actual... um the little packet thing, didn't even know about the whole promotion thing. And I didn't know about this until the girls would tell me, like, oh, I signed uh-huh. up before, and this line knew nothing about it. And I just be like... You'd be like, I just work here. I'm not sure. You know, you can call and uh-huh. you know before you even do this. And I, my whole thing was like, you know, if you regret it later, you can call and unsubscribe. Like, I was mm-hmm. never misleading. You know, that's that's kind of my, my pattern. I, I never mislead, <laughs> but I'm giving you the information... <laughs> Um, so it wasn't technically a scam. It just wasn't as, uh... As legit as you'd like it to be? Yeah, yeah, but I was just an employee of the company, so... I mean, that's just L.A. Fitness. L.A. Fitness yeah, has been charging me same thing. for years. Regardless and if you I go or not. I just realized they it. They tell you about the classes that you uh-huh. could go to. 
the instructor might not even show up uh-huh. or it might not be what they misled. So, you know, I guess it's life. Savage uh, Fenty is like that. You pay like 50 bucks a month and you get half off leggings and you forget that you're you subscribed that to you it. Get half off. Same thing with Fabletics. Scam, 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 scam. A scam I ran was I would steal things from Nordstrom and then return it and they had a cash back policy whether you had a receipt or not. So wow. I would get cash from Nordstrom's. Wow. So you was like a booster, but you would just take it back to the. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. I bet they don't. They got hip to it. Yeah. They said, we can't possibly. And I was like, you sure? Yeah. That's how that's, I love that's, getting money. That's smart. You know, I grew, where I grew up, it used to be boosters come to our door, like, you know, what y'all need? And then they'll bring it to us in a trash bag. Yeah, that's how we did school shopping. That's for, nice. For the boosters. I mean, the best part is they come to you. Yeah. You don't have to seek them out. Yeah, sometimes they'll want to ride to the store, though. So, like, that's not convenient. <laughs> <laughs> you drop me off? Yeah, I'll rob you some shit, but can you take me to the yeah, store? Yeah, <laughs> they don't need to be the getaway driver. <laughs> Wait, where, you're from Ports, Portsmouth, Virginia? Yeah, you pronounced it right. I, you know, did spelled I? Portsmouth is more like Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Like an I-F-F at the end. What was it like there? Where is that near D.C.? Nah, it's like, it's at the bottom of the uh, Virginia. It's like the bottom I have no idea eastern where anything coast. Is. I'm not good at geography either. We got maps though, so it don't really matter. We do um, have maps. It was, it was, it was good. It's like, uh, it's all I knew. I lived mm-hmm. in the projects like most of my life, but it don't get the bad. It, it's not as bad as people say because there's a sense of community. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? you live in the same building with, you know, eight other families and eight more families live in front of you, and it's a big community. You know, everybody look out for each other, and you know, you got fun summer nights with parents out on the porch, the kids playing kickball and curveball and all type of stuff. Um, that sounds nice. And then nobody has money. Everybody's poor, so you don't realize you're poor. Everybody you go to school mm-hmm. with is poor, so it's not like a a comparison. So. It's not as bad. It has its tough times and, you know, I like that, the but... idea of living with a bunch of people that you know. Kind of yeah. like a commune. Yeah. And then you have a nice time, barbecues and shit. It wouldn't really have barbecues, really. Okay, fine, I don't think it, Melvin. It, it's, it's, yeah, I don't think, like, grills were allowed. There's a lot of restrictions. Wait, you're not allowed to have a fucking grill? Nah. So when you live in a project, so these housing, um, it's not even Section 8, but these housings is paid for by the government. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of regulations. Like, at one point, we had patios. They broke the patios down because people were hiding them when they was running from the cops. And we had, like, poles that was, like, boundaries around every sidewalk. And they tore those down because people was running from cops. And they were more athletic than the cops. So the cops would get... <laughs> <laughs> they running to the poles. But, the, you know, the the uh, people that was from there knew how to... We would jump the poles growing Honestly, up. so very funny. Yeah. Just being more athletic. You be, yeah, it's not a hard thing. They got boots and belts and all of this tactical equipment. Uh, so you went to acting school? No, you studied marketing at Old Dominion University for two years before you said, Those years are kind of, I'm not a mathematician. It wasn't two years. Um, I would leave and go back and leave and go back. They let you do that at college? I didn't go to real college. Yeah, yeah. You'll just have to write a letter to let them know why you left and say you uh-huh. won't do it again. And Yeah. Um, the only thing is you could lose grants and scholarships, but it's a way to get those back too. Um, but yeah, I would go to school more so for the refund checks. <laughs> I'm studying... <laughs> I was studying marketing because I didn't know That's what I wanted to scam. do. I'm going to school for the refund checks. A, you know, America's a scam. You know? <laughs> America is a scam. How we get here? On a cruise, that wasn't fun. Yep, they told us it was something it won't. Uh, but, 
Yeah, uh, I would go for refund checks, um, study marketing, because I felt like it could be applied to anything, and I didn't mm-hmm. know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and then I took an acting class, and I loved it. And I was like, cool. Real this quick. Yeah. We do have to take a break. Okay. Temperatures warming up, which means super light styles. Meet the super light collection. All birds lightest ever shoes now in fresh colors. A lighter than air feel and barely their fit makes these some of the most packable styles ever. Super light tree runner. All birds most breathable lightweight style yet made with ultra light foam. The all birds super light collection is super comfy and packable so you can hit the road with less baggage. A light as air feel and all birds lowest carbon footprint yet to support every step all day and all night. Cushy lightweight foam and extra outsole traction give you the grip to go for it. Breathable eucalyptus fiber and comfy midsole for all day adventures. Warmer days, lighter shoes. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's super light. Go ahead, pack light. I love looking down at my feet and seeing all birds' shoes because they are so comfortable. They are so stylish. My little toes are so happy in them. Experience how all birds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use the code DATEME for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Date me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, so life is hard and a lot of us spend our times wishing that we had more time. The question is time for what? If time is unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's important because therapy is kind of like dating. You got to find someone who works with you. So, you know, if you're not getting good vibes or you're not, you're not feeling it, like you, you could just switch no additional charge. Uh, learn to make time for what makes you happy with a better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash date me. Bop, we're back. Okay, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know more about the acting class. Did you have like an epiphany in the class? We were just like, oh fuck, this is what I've been like, what I should be doing. Like, how how did it happen? Yeah. So growing up, I never had a career goal. Like, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be successful. I knew I wanted to be influential, um, and I wanted access to a lot. I felt like I would be this person. I didn't know how I would become this person. Um, and then when I was acting, this is kind of just like manifestation, like blind manifestation, because I it's not like I saw acting. It was like, oh, this is the answer to mm-hmm. those things. It was just something I was, you know, attracted to that I felt like I was good at. Like everything else, I'm kind of mediocre. I'm a, I'm all right. You know, I'm never mm-hmm. the worst. I'm never the best. Um, I'm just, I'm cool in it. I'm cool at a lot of stuff. Um, and then when I was taking the, the acting class, I felt like I was like the best one in the class. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was a lot of room for me to get even better. It was kind of just like natural stuff. I didn't know what I was doing, but I felt comfortable doing it too. I didn't feel like uncomfortable, which I feel a lot because I, you know, 
kind of have social anxiety, not social anxiety in a sense, but we all have some sense of anxiety or self-consciousness. But as an act, I didn't feel that way because I was being somebody else. Um, And I just really enjoyed it. And people seemed to enjoy when it was my turn to, you know, perform in class. Mm -hmm. I was like, I I like it. And it was the first time I was like, this is something I think I want to pursue. I took an acting class, I think, yeah, I was still in high school. And, like, I had done a play, and I loved it, and I was like, ooh, this is for me. And I remember, I think I was, like, 16 or 17. Do you, are you familiar with, like, any plays? Do you know, uh, oh, fuck, who wrote this? It's uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, George... Whatever. Do you know that play? Mm-mm. Anyway, there's I a... Took, I took theater in college where I would have to learn all of this stuff, and I would just cheat my way around it. And now <laughs> I, re- I feel like I should have did the work, but... Listen, you can still do the work. Plays yeah. exist in perpetuity. You can, you can read them whenever. But um, it's a... It's a play where the matriarch is this, like, older, grizzled woman. And at, like, 16 or 17, they, like, had me do that part in, like, my acting class. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. (laughs) I'm an actor. Um, Yeah, I also, I I just like to hear people's, like, epiphanies about acting. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's very similar where you're like, oh, fuck, this is, like, what I'm good at. Yeah, and I looked at it in hindsight, and I felt like everything that I enjoyed led to this moment or mm-hmm. led to this profession. Like, I remember when I was, like, 12, my um, my friend had, like, a sleepover, and everybody was, like, dancing, but I was always insecure about dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, like, it, we had masks for some reason. And when I put the mask on, it was, like, dance fever. You know what I mean? I had the mm-hmm. confidence to do whatever. Um, and then I remember I had this thing. It was called, like, a PlayStation eye toy. It was okay. before the Wii. You plug it in, there's, like, a little camera, and it has, like, 15 games in it, but it's one section where um, you're supposed to leave a message or whatever. Um, and I remember hooking up my VCR to it, so in the message part, um, I could just record like little sketches, but you only got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister and my cousin would do that like all summer, and I would have my friends over and just, like do all these little sketches, because it was just fun. Had a video camera when I was like 14, and I would like shoot my own little movies running around with my friends and just record everything. And again, it was just fun. I didn't see mm-hmm. it as a goal. I didn't know an actor. I didn't know anybody who knew an actor. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. And um, yeah, when I look back at it, in hindsight, I'm like, wow, I was always kind of attracted to this. I just didn't mm-hmm. know it at the time. I love, do you still have the video footage from your youth? Yeah, I've uh, seen my video camera. So when I moved out here, I sold uh, all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had transferred my the little H- high eight, whatever, the little teeny um, cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had transferred it to a DVD, but then it didn't work. So I lost all of that footage oh, when I sold no. it. But I had to sell it to get here. So it's like, you know, a yeah, give and take. Yeah. But okay. the stuff that I recorded on the um, PlayStation iToy, mm-hmm. I have it on a VHS tape. See, that's great. So, like, whenever they do a documentary about you, they have the footage. Right. <laughs> it's something that's really cool that I'm, like, I'm never excited when I'm excited about this. Um, one of the tapes was me, my sister, and my cousin doing, like, Apollo. And I'm acting like I'm Steve. And I'm like, you got to rub the log. You got to rub the log. You got to rub the log. And uh, I'm, I'm just so small. And we uh-huh. all doing our little talent show stuff as if it's Apollo. Mm-hmm. And the Blackening is premiering at the Apollo. At Tribeca, so that's like Melvin, a, a cool little moment. That's like a nice full circle moment. Yeah. So I'm going to try to make like a little video or something and I could put that part in it with, you know, us doing the Apollo. That's really fucking cute. Yeah, thank I you. I love that. Um, so you did Vine for a while. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like those little 30-second things on the little video game prepared you for Vine. I was prepping for it. What made you get into Vine? Were you like, I can make fucking videos? Kind of. I had moved out here to act. Uh, I was out here for two years just doing student films where I met my fiance. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I did a lot of cool student films. I did a student film for Stephen Capel Jr. who's doing the new Transformers that's coming Mm -hmm. out. He did Creed 2. He did a short called The Land. It was no lines in it. I just wanted to work. And from there, he ended up doing a feature film that premiered at Sundance that he gave me a role in because I was, you know what I mean? We had built a connection on the first one. So it's like, I was doing a lot of cool stuff, but it wasn't paying any money and I wasn't getting opportunities to do more reputable work. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get an agent because I didn't have those more reputable credits. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I got to figure out a way um, to market myself. And I guess that's where some of the marketing background came Mm -hmm. in. I was like, if I had an audience, I would be more valuable to a production and people would pay attention. And at the time, Vine was coming out. Um, Vine had already been circulating for a couple months. I had no idea how to do it. I didn't even know the camera could flip around. I thought they were shooting the whole thing, like, backwards like this. I'm like, damn, like, how they do that? I didn't know it was a point camera. I'm like, fuck it. Um, I was so impressed by the most simplistic shit. Um, but then I, I had, uh, it was a girl I knew in Virginia. I had did a movie called Cleaver Family Reunion, low-budget, like, fake Roscoe Jenkins welcome home movie. Mm-hmm. And she had fun. I was like, dang, that's tight. I wish I could do stuff like that. And I was like, just do like Vine or something. Like, you could do that from your phone. And she started doing it and she was blowing up. Like, mm-hmm. she had got like 400,000 followers in a couple months. And I seen she had did a Klondike post and she told me they paid her $7,000. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was handing out drinks and stuff in front of the stores. I had three roommates in a, um, four roommates in a two-bedroom apartment Oof. with no central uh-huh. air. Hot as shit yeah. in the summertime. We uh-huh. had to leave the house. Um... I was like, man, if I get $7,000 for doing this and I could build an audience, like this, you know. It's win-win. It's a Mm win-win. So I just kind of approached it like a business. Uh, I started storyboarding ideas because it was only seven seconds and you got to shoot it straight. It's not like you come edit later. Mm -hmm. You got to shoot it within the app. Yeah, it's not like TikTok where you can edit in the app. It's just like you had to. editing equipment. It was you shoot and then you got to stop when you want to stop. Record when you want to, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, let me storyboard it so I'm more um, equipped coming into it instead of trying to wing it on the spot. Each second is allotted for it. And um, I wrote out like 20 ideas just based off of what I saw winning. Because I never did comedy. I wasn't like a class clown. Like mm-hmm. I said, I kind of stayed to myself. So I just kind of studied what was working on the app and kind of learned the rules of comedy, um, what works, why it works. And I just kind of, from there, just incorporated stuff that I found funny or things that I knew. Um, into it, creating content. Mm-hmm. And then, like, from the first video, it kind of was just moving. My first video was on Worldstar, um, and then it kind of just gave traction to everything else I posted. And then from there, it was just, you know, continue to, with the momentum. I like that you said that you, like, thought it out. I feel like a lot of people, start, like, when they're like, oh, I want to create content, they don't think. Yeah, they're not they like, just do shit. They just do things and, like, get lucky. Yeah. But it's like, if you go in with a plan, and then, like, I, I like that you said you storyboard it because... I'm a visual person, so, like, mm-hmm. that's how I see things, and it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I, like, directed a short, and I had to, like, the the cinematographer was like, you don't need to storyboard it. It's not long enough. And I was like, I think in order to get the shots yeah. I want to get, I need to mm-hmm. draw it all out. But, yeah, I love that. And I love that you were like, what's funny? How is it funny? It's just, it's very calculated. Yeah, I'm very methodical. With, I'm a Virgo, so I'm like. When is your birthday? September, 20, September 22nd. That's, that's, that's my, I shouldn't say it. Um, 
That's my fake birthday. <gasps> it's not my real birthday. Why do you have a fake birthday? It just happened, and I let it go. My first, my real birthday is not that day. You don't have to say it. I'm not going to say it. We can it. keep the facade. Yeah, so when people hit me on my real birthday, I know, like, these You're are the people a real that— friend. These are the people that really know me, so I'm not getting flooded with a lot of just incoming stuff. And then on that day, you know, I still respond to it, but it's just— it's keeping my personal life and my uh, public life separate. <laughs> I love that. My and I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened it just and happened. I let it happen. Yeah. That's very funny. Wait. But you're, wait, September 20th. I'm a Virgo. I, I'm in this, I'm within a three day. Sure. You know what I mean? Of that. Okay. So, yeah. I'm an August Virgo. Okay. What, what day? August 29th. And that's okay. the real day. Okay. The internet got it. Don't know how. Yeah. You know, it happens most of the time they get the right day. I yeah. was one of the lucky ones. Very lucky. I would love to have the wrong birthday out. Yeah. Have like a little bit of mystery. Again, I have <laughs> no mystery. I just put everything out there. So, okay. You like doing your own renovations. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that? So, in 2015-ish, 16-ish, um... Social media was going good, but I was like, mm-hmm. I got to be able to, I got to scale out. I got to be bigger. And okay. at the time, Facebook had incentives to create shows, and Quibi was coming out. And uh, it was Quibi. Yeah, Quibi. R.I.P. Right. Um, and it was just like a lot of different, like Awesomeness was doing shows. And I was like, how can I scale? Like, I want to do shows. I want to mm-hmm. produce stuff and rather than just being stuff. Um, so I got this production studio. Well, it was a warehouse. Um, okay. It was going to serve as my production studio, but it was just empty. And I was like, I need offices and stuff. And I priced it, and it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And then my, the guy who would do my sound for me, his name's James, he knows how to do it. He's like this country boy who, like, flies planes. Mm-hmm. Like, he just does everything. And he was like, oh, I could I could help you do it. And he showed me the basics. And he moves, re- he's good, but he moves really slow. So I was like, just show me how to do it, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I'll just fucking yeah, do it. Yeah, so between him, uh, I had moved my nephew out here who was my mm-hmm. camera guy. Um, him, my nephew, and myself, we just built, like, we built offices. We built sets, like, kind of innovated ways where we got rolling sets where you can move them around, mm-hmm. um, like hair, makeup, um, offices, build all this stuff within this warehouse. So through that, I learned all of the basics of building, like framing and, you know, drywall and insulation and, you know, some electrical stuff. And I used to do electrical with my dad when I was little, so I kind of had a slight understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And then anything that I didn't know, I just ran to YouTube and, you know, you could see Everything. You can learn anything. Yeah, you can learn truly anything. YouTube University. So, <laughs> yeah, during the pandemic, I just bought a house. Um, then during the pandemic, you know, you just got a lot of time on your hands. And I was like, cool, let me um, do some of the things we wanted to do to the house. So myself and my fiance, she would help me with most mm-hmm. of the stuff. And she's very hands-on and handy, too. Um we would just, you know, we just kind of went to work and that stuff kind of. So, like, what did you renovate? Like, the kitchen, the bathrooms? Did it wasn't you... a typical renovation. It was more so just, like, carpentry. So, okay. um, we built a deck, like a floating deck outside Ooh, of our bedroom. okay. Um, we redid the entire backyard. Excuse me. It was just, like, gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we got rid of all of the gravel. Um, irrigation. We didn't do the irrigation, even though I learned so I could fix stuff that messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, laid down side. Um, we did a garden. She built garden beds, um, put together a playset for the kid in the back, built a basketball court. Um, I built, like, this—it was, like, a little—it's it's for drainage, but it was, like, plants and stuff, like, in the center of mm-hmm. the— 
concrete in the backyard and I made it like a dinosaur garden and built like a, a waterfall. What's um, a dinosaur garden? You said that so casually. I know. I think I kind of just made it up. But it's like I bought these big aluminum dinosaurs that stand like <laughs> I love that. 15 feet tall. Uh-huh. Um, and then I just planted a lot of tropical plants and like big rocks and just made it look like That's Jurassic great. Park with a little waterfall. And I built a theater, which was like one of my most popular renovations. Mm-hmm. I had like a game room over top of the gym, built a theater, um, turned the garage to a gym. Um, I built a wall in the garage just to kind of separate like my tools and stuff mm-hmm. from the actual gym. Um, so it's just like stuff like that. I love that you're like, oh, it's just not a typical renovation. I did the... You did so fucking much. Yeah, that's, but it wasn't like, like, oh, redo the kitchen, pull out the towels. and you know, yeah, I mean? It wasn't that still, type of renovation. Yeah, built shit. Like, yeah, that's wild. Builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I wish. Fun. It was therapeutic. It was I'm not good at anything. It's, I tried painting a door and I didn't even finish. It takes patience, like... I don't the have other thing patience. we was talking about. I know. But the thing, too, with I don't have a lot of patience either. The thing with, like, building, you have to have patience. Like, mm-hmm. you're forced to have patience. And it's kind of just, like, a metaphor for life. You you build a foundation, it's, you know, to stay around. You just look at step by step. Like like Will Smith said in, in his book, you don't look at the entire wall. You look at brick by brick. Um, or mm. Franklin Saint said in the snowfall, brick by brick. You just look at, um, you know, this nail this screw into this plank of wood and, you know, you take a step back later on, you see what you built. Um, so it's therapeutic. I wish. I yeah, wish I had the patience. You could patience. do it. You could do it. I know you can. Melvin, thank you for believing in me. Can I ask you a you question? Built I yeah. built I didn't build this studio. Not physically, but, you know, <laughs> you built your brand. You built what we're here doing. That's nice. Thank you. I guess I did have patience with that. Mm-hmm. How did you propose to your girlfriend or your so, now fiance? Yeah, the way I did it was, um, so she had a mother's day before she gave birth to my son, right? But she was mm-hmm. still pregnant. And I didn't, I guess this is something that's up for debate still. I was like, you're not a mother yet. But a lot of mothers may disagree with me. That was my ignorance Wait, at the point. She wasn't a mother yet because she hadn't had the child. She hadn't delivered the baby. This this was my this how I saw it at the time. That's how I see it. Yeah, am I, I wrong? I don't We're know. Wrong? I don't know. You know, I don't want to stand on it. I'm not gonna stand on that because okay. there's some people. Yeah, I'm not it's, standing it's, on it either. Yeah, it's we like, have our own thoughts. It was a miscommunicate, a misthought, or whatever it was. Uh-huh. But I didn't get her anything for Mother's Day. My son hadn't been born yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the next Mother Day, Mother's Day, I was like, cool. I'm gonna do the proposal. Now, mm-hmm. so I told her we were going to we we're going to get some food and then go get a massage and then no we're going to go get a massage and go get dinner or something like that some mm-hmm. some lie I told her so <laughs> um, scamming we, yeah we left the house and she was like I really don't want to get a massage because I put on my makeup and I'm gonna have to lay down on my face and mm-hmm. let's just go to the mall because I got to get something for my mom for Mother's Day um, I'm like whatever all right cool not whatever but cool yeah so. Went to the mall and I'm trying to kill time because I have a um, event planner setting up the whole backyard. Like the backyard we had just renovated, we mm-hmm. just planted ferns all over the yard. So I was just stalling all the time. So it was time to go to dinner and I never drive. Like I never drive when we we're together. Um, she always drives. I was like, oh, let me drive. She was like, all right, whatever. So uh, we're going and I'm just trying to, I'm just driving all in circles, <laughs> trying to just drive to places like, she don't recognize <laughs> to just kill time, kill time to tell her we're going yeah. to this dinner. And I'm taking all these back roads to come back. And then when I find out like, all right, cool, I could get back to the house. I circle back around and now I'm like three blocks away from the house. She was like, wait, we're about a house. 
and I just put on this performance. I was like, just kind of like eat myself up, like I mm-hmm. fucked up. Like she was like, "Did you put the address to the house in?" And I'm just kind of like just soaking in it. And she was mm-hmm. like, "It's okay." And I'm like, "No, I keep fucking up." Like just to the point, where like I don't know what to say, so I'm not saying nothing, but uh-huh. just acting, just. She's like, it's fine. It don't matter as long as we're together. Like, we could just go home, get comfortable, go get a drink. Like, it doesn't matter. Stop mm-hmm. tripping. And I'm like tearing up. Like, I'm I'm fucking up. Like, you're you know like what going I mean? yeah, for yeah. the Oscar. Yeah, right. At okay. this point, I'm in it. Putting on your um, Meryl Streep, your right. Viola Davis, you <laughs> and, and your bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we get back to the house and she see the gate is open. We have a dog. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh shit, who left the gate open? The dog probably ran out. So she like jumped out and she go around the back of the house. And when she gets around, she sees like, um, I had like like 11 foot like LED screen set mm-hmm. up and like lights everywhere. And it was just like, it was beautiful. And it was like a, a, a table set up and she was vegan at the time. And mm-hmm. we had a chef come and like make us, the food was like the best vegan food I've had. And we watched Fern Gully. <gasps> <laughs> and at the end of one of my favorite fucking movies I hadn't seen it and she was telling me how great it was uh-huh. and she's like it's, I don't say like she's a hippie but she's like you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, she's and, a like, vegan yeah, you yeah. said it and, I get um, it look crunchy and, and she, like I said we had just planted like tropical plants all mm-hmm. over the yard with the ferns and all of this stuff and at the end of the movie um, I shot a little video which was kind of like a montage of like all our moments like you know through having a kid from you know first day and just all of our moments and then at the end of it it was my son holding like the ring in like a box <laughs> and uh, just playing with it and then I proposed it that is honestly the sweetest fucking thing I've ever uh, heard thank you that is that's truly what I want like I want to be someone's like favorite person that they do all that for yeah. like I've never I've never dated anyone where I was like oh this is in the cards like you're gonna do this for me God Melvin that's nice you want nice. that person to be your favorite person too you don't wanna oh, just yes. rush yeah yeah, yeah that's I, 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 I want it to be mutual I feel like marriage if you do it right you want it to be the perfect situation that's why I never had a girlfriend before cause mm-hmm. I was like this isn't the perfect situation I don't wanna just settle for something that's cool because I might miss out on what it is that's perfect and if I want it to last forever it can't be like there is some compromise you gotta make but the closest mm-hmm. I can get that I'm happy with so it's like you'd rather be patient and wait for what's perfect for you and perfect for that person and then like rush something and then be divorced and lost six years of your life Mm -hmm. where you could have been having fun and enjoying yourself or working or building your brands and stuff like that so I just gotta be the orange I meant to be or the apple until you grow into that orange don't even be an apple you know just be whatever you wanna be I'll be a tangerine that grows into a mandarin orange Mm -hmm. cause I think that's bigger than a tangerine I don't know I don't know I don't even know what a clement what are those little cuties those I are the best. I think cutie is a clementine? Is it? Rich, do you know? I think so. Pretty sure that's right. I think clementines got seeds and cuties don't. They're like hybrids or something. I think they are hybrids. But a tangerine, I think a clementine is sweeter than a tangerine. I do love those little cuties. They're oh, tart, like tangy, my... and slightly sweet clementines. Okay. From the, from the cuties, at least. Yeah, yeah. that's like they my... Are. They're I, good. I don't even want to say guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure It's of just a pleasure of mine, too. And I'm not an orange girl. I don't like big oranges, but I yeah. love me a little cutie. A little cutie. Ooh. Perfect name for them. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I take the second break? No. We're going to take that second break. Let's take the second break.
much love exists in all of us. And wearing a locket can really help symbolize that. Guess what? Pandora is bringing back a beloved, an iconic piece of jewelry. You guessed it, the locket. The locket charm from Pandora opens and closes so you can keep something precious inside, like a note from a loved one, lace from your wedding dress, or even a photo of your pet. No matter what you choose to keep inside of it, you can keep it close to your heart always. Plus, inside the locket is an engraved message. Today, tomorrow, always. To remind you that love is in everything you do. The back is blank for your own engraving. Engraving is available online in select stores. Pandora's new infinity chain design also makes the perfect partner for the new locket dangle charms. Pandora also offers so much more than just charms. You can shop rings, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets too. At Pandora, you'll find jewelry perfect for any style with each piece expertly crafted and hand-finished in genuine metals. Shop now at a store near you or online at Pandora.net. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better human 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. I mean, Babbel is super convenient and it's helped me with real life conversations like Vamanos Mi Casa, I gotta go to my house, or Hamburguesa, por favor. It's easy to learn how to order food or ask for directions like I just did, or speak to, to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, ooh, Melvin, we're back. Okay, Melvin, do you have any advice for me, a single woman living in this world? Be genuine to who you are. Um, I'm pretty you know, genuine to who yeah, I am. and that's, that's the way to do it. So the person you attract is a person that's genuinely attract. You don't want to be like the hair salon stuff I was selling, where you're selling no. something that ain't really what it is, mm -hmm. and then they get to the salon, and it's like, I don't know what this is. You wanna, you <laughs> they know? get to my house, and they're like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> and I'm like, this? like, I'm sorry, I'm weirder than you thought. Yeah, you got to be your most authentically uh, self, your most authentic self. Okay. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. And you'll attract the right, you'll attract the right guy. And um, yeah, you know when you know. What's a good way to approach a person in public? I'm trying to go out more and talk to people more. Yeah, um, I wasn't the best approach guy. Uh, okay. A lot of times I kind of just wouldn't. Um, Cause like you get it, it's kind of weird just approaching somebody you don't know, but <laughs> Uh, from my experiences, when people approach me uh, that I respond well to, it's not necessarily like to talk to you or anything. It's just like when somebody's like genuine and they come up mm -hmm. and it's not like they kind of 
contrived these questions they want to ask. And it's just like, you know, if somebody, for whatever reason, want to talk to you, they come and do that. And then if the conversation just blossoms from there, great. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, then, you know, you guys might not have that type of chemistry. But, like, when I've seen people come to me and they're just kind of genuine, like, yo, for whatever reason they came to me, and we'll just have, like, a regular conversation, and the conversation doesn't have ulterior motives or it's, like, they don't have subtext to their questions. It just feels like a one-on-one human connection. That's the type of interactions I respond better to. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that other people will respond well to those as well. All right. So if I find someone attractive, I should just talk to them just to see if they're a nice person and yeah. not hold too much yeah. Stake and like they may be my person. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cause you're not gonna know from the first interaction. And you don't have to close. I think a lot of pressure from talking to people is closing on like, oh, what's your number? What's your Instagram? Like one thing when I would talk to people, I just wouldn't ask for that stuff. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I would just have a conversation, meet them, they meet me, and Hollywood is small. You're gonna run into the same people again. Mm-hmm. Or like social media, you will run into them again. You know, is is I wouldn't go stalk them right afterwards, but, you know, <laughs> follow them if you see them. Mm-hmm. Instagram is kind of easy now. You can ask somebody what their Instagram is and keep that and kind of build a rapport um, through just casual convo. Not casual convo, but, like, commenting on stories uh-huh. and stuff. Not just sending weird eyes and shit, but just, like, you see <laughs> something they interested uh-huh. in. Like, if they surf, like, oh, that's tight. You know what I mean? Just it's genuine. Like, Look at this surf video I found. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess I can do that. Melvin, before we end, do you want to talk a little bit about the blackening and what it's about? Sure. I'm bad at Well, this isn't self-promotion. So um, the blackening, it's it's probably the realest horror movie you will see. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be like a scary movie. It's not at all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Nobody's playing for comedy. It's just like, it's those moments that you have watching um uh, horror movies where you're screaming at the screen. Uh-huh. The people on screen are actually screaming the same shit you're screaming. So it's just like, <laughs> that's where the comedy comes from. The comedy comes from relatability. Like, everybody who who will watch this movie, like, there's going to be a character that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not watching a lot of, like, them which just run around scrambling to survive and doing <laughs> the dumbest shit ever. Like, these people really want to survive, which I feel like is a metaphor to black people. Like, you know, we grow up, we, we got to survive in America. It's mm-hmm. not to go political, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's a different America. We we survivalists. Mm-hmm. And in this film, you see us pull out all of these, you know, survivalist skills as far as, you know, this weapon makes more sense than that weapon or, like, why are we separating or mm-hmm. we're not going to run upstairs or lock the doors or, oh, that sounds deceiving I'm not listening to that guy you know what I mean just kind of common sense things for us um, and it's uh, friends who hadn't seen each other in a minute who end yeah. up going to a cabin yep so okay. it's uh, thank you for redirecting me um, oh no <laughs> no I'm not even saying that like to be yeah thank you I'm genuinely saying thank you um, yeah so it's friends college friends who mm-hmm. haven't seen each other in a while they get together for Juneteenth Juneteenth they hang out at a cabin in the woods mhm that doesn't sound like the blackest shit to do, but we got to get there for <laughs> this gotta movie to happen. You got to get to the setting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we go to a cabin in the woods to just kind of high, have a good time and catch up. Mm-hmm. And um, lights go out and it's like, what the fuck? And then we find, we discover this game and it looks like some blackface weird shit. And mm-hmm. the questions are like black trivia in a sense. 
Um, and then we're ultimately tasked with figure out who's the blackest based on mm-hmm. these questions. And that person will be sacrificed to save the rest of us. And from there, it just kind of goes, it goes on a, you know, crazy roller coaster mm-hmm. ride. And it is a comedy. It was written by Dwayne yeah. Perkins, mm-hmm. who is infinitely yeah, yeah. funny. I love him so much. I love so Dwayne much. so much, yep. Um, and it's, it's satire in a sense because mm-hmm. it's playing off of the, the, the tropes that are just like, Goofy, those old mm-hmm. goofy tropes. Hopefully, this this breeds a new genre of horror where um, shit makes sense. You know, where people actually want to survive. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, is is a fun ride. I like it because it's like in traditional horror movies, the black character dies first, right. and then it's like if it's an all black cast, who who's, dies who's first? Who's gonna die first? Right. I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't that trope don't even make sense. Maybe they just <laughs> like why would we die first? We wouldn't. Um, we wouldn't die we wouldn't. first. We would run away. I, There's been sca- like I've been. I went to a haunted house and I said I won't, and right. I left. Or the one I did complete. Every time a scary person came up to me, I said, "Hello, you're doing a great job." And <laughs> you can't scare me now. We've talked. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that was a way of like diversity, but get it in and get it out real quick. Like get them in there, get them yeah, out. Get them in, get them out. We only got a for a day. Yeah, it's time. It's kind of kind of changed that whole trope upside down, and uh, I felt like we 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 did it well on this and. I'm excited Hopefully to we see set the, we set the bar for a new uh, generation of horror films. I hope so. I love horror. I think it's it's fun. It's freaky. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Melvin, I ask all of my guests this. I've forgotten it maybe like four times the whole time I've done this show. Would you date me? I would. <gasps> I would. What a dream. Yeah. You're very Melvin, uh, thank pleasant. You. <laughs> you are. I've been smiling. Look, count how many times I've been smiling in this interview. That's important. Oh, I don't think I've ever been called pleasant. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you, Melvin. You're welcome. Well, this is the end of this episode. If you liked it, you can rate it. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever. <laughs> if you write me something nasty hitting on me to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com. My producer, Mars, she reads them. No dick pics. Okay, this person said... Everyone is so concerned with filling your pussy, but I want to strap on the biggest cock you can find, put a gag in my mouth, blast an episode of Why Won't You Date Me as loud as possible while you spank me with a spiky paddle and fuck me for hours on <laughs> Melvin's face until I can't walk anymore. When you're finished with me, I want you to hire a crew of furniture movies to throw me on the street to be picked up with the trash. Wow. You can't date a person like that. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do with that afterwards? <laughs> How do you have children with that person? You're absolutely right. See? Also, I couldn't think of anything worse than listening to an episode of my own podcast while having sex. That's like another level of narcissism. That person's a rotten apple. <laughs> Melvin, I love how much you disliked that. <laughs> like, it really it was, brings me joy. Because you're so pleasant in that. Wow, how? <laughs> why would they say such a thing to you? Because <laughs> I ask for it. I say, send me something nasty. Oh, I guess. I guess, Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... 
Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.